0: To Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you from Hobart, right across Australia. And uh, you can listen to us on on FM radio on 87.6, 87.8, and 88. Today we've got Raiko Celic joining us again from Bernie. Welcome, Raiko. Hi, Jason. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing really well. And uh, how's your week been, Raiko?
1: It's been a good, it's been a good weekend that I've had. Yeah.
0: What have you been up to so far this week?
1: Well, I was a bit busy on Sunday. Um, went to a concert, uh, a strings concert, and I know David Leo spoke about this on Monday, and he was present there as well. And then Monday morning, it was a beautiful day, and uh, I thought, "Oh, let me do some gardening for about an hour," and I enjoyed that. Uh, I really enjoy gardening, and I haven't got to my garden for a long time, and. I've got these things called veggie pods and this is not, uh, I'm not advertising this, but these things are really cool. They're portable garden beds, they're uh, raised up, they're on stands, you can move them around. They've got caster wheels as well and it's got its own canopy and watering system and yeah, you can grow all kinds of things. Uh, I've even grown potatoes in them as well. I'm going to have to look those up, but they sound interesting. Yeah, it's a bit of an investment. Um, Because of my line of work, I tend to move around a bit every few years, maybe every four or five years. And um, this is really cool because uh, once I leave, I can just dismantle it. It's like a Lego piece, pack it back in its box, and then wherever I go, I can take it with me. Yeah,
0: sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Um, My garden is uh, quite neglected at the moment, but uh, (laughs) I I, I like the uh, results of the garden. I'm not so good at actually putting in the effort to make it happen
1: look it it does take a lot of effort too, and I realize that and you know what 's interesting I want to bring a spiritual element to this as well, because in the Bible, Jesus talks about parable of agricultural natures mm. um, because when you look at Israel, they were an agricultural society. And uh, even in James chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. And, and so... We see that when you're, when you're doing gardening, you need to be patient. And I know myself. Um, but then the reward is awesome. And I think the ultimate thing is not just eating your own food, but also sharing it with others. I, I find so much joy in that. Mm. And, and, and I usually joke with people and say, well, on the new earth, it, it talks about there in Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 21, how we're going to build houses and inhabit them. And also it talks about how God's people are going to be planting vineyards and, uh, mm. and eat their fruit. And then in Isaiah sixty-five verse twenty-two, it says, "They shall plant, and another eat." Mm. And I usually tell people, "Well, if you don't like gardening, maybe you're not fit for the new earth or for heaven." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what I usually say. Uh, dear, well, I hope that's not the case because I, I don't really enjoy the gardening. I just, I really enjoy the uh, the results of it, but. Uh... Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway. I, I don't. I don't like taking out the weeds. Um, I, I do have a church member in Bernie who did say to me, "Oh, she really enjoys gardening, even taking out the weeds." I, th- I said to myself, mm, "Are you really normal?" Yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 you know, there's a parable in Matthew 13 about the the wheat and the tares, right? Yes, yeah. So, and, and even before sin entered into the world, uh, you had uh, Adam and Eve. They had job descriptions to take care of the garden, right? Yeah. The Garden of Eden. Yeah. So, th- I believe there is something implanted in us, not just to design and build things, but also something sh- being drawn to um, gardening. Now, I'm not a guy that really enjoys um, planting flowers and that, but I enjoy planting things that I can eat.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, um, we'll get into our program shortly. Our number for Tassie Encounters, our uh, show number, is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We can you can use that to contact us. You can ask a question. You can give us feedback or comments, or you can take advantage of the offers that we uh, provide during our programs. Um, so, uh, do you want to just uh, recap where we've come from,
1: Raiko? Yes, look, we've been looking at the final week of Jesus' ministry and uh, last time we talked about the Sadducees and the resurrection but I just want to take a step back and we began talking about events on Sunday and we're looking at things chronologically, that final week of Jesus' ministry from Sunday, and we're only at Tuesday. We need mm-hmm. to still get to Friday, when Christ died on the cross, and also Sunday, his resurrection. But beginning on Sunday, we saw how Jesus said to two of his disciples, Oh, go and pick up the donkey. And then we saw Jesus' triumphal entry, and he weeps over Jerusalem. He's on the Mount of Olives. He then enters into the sanctuary, or he en- He enters into Jerusalem. He comes out, and he goes back to Bethany. The following day, is is Monday. He, see the, he sees this fig tree. It has uh, leaves, but no fruit, and he curses this fig tree. He goes into the uh, sanctuary, or the temple, I should rather say, uh, on Monday in Jerusalem. He cleanses it, and then he returns back to Bethany. Then the following day is Tuesday, and uh, he's going from Bethany to Jerusalem. He sees the fig tree he cursed the previous day, and now it's withered away. He goes into the temple. His authority is questioned. He then shares three parables in a row with the Jewish religious leaders... And then they begin to question him after that. The first one was a political question. Uh, this is by the Pharisees and the Herodians were present too. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And then last time, we saw how the Sadducees questioned Jesus uh, about the resurrection because they did not believe in the resurrection. So, this is where we're up to. And then in this episode, we're going to be looking at the greatest commandment and this is found in Matthew 22 Mark 12 and Luke 20. We're going to be reading Matthew's account and then later on depending on time we'll get into Mark's account as well because it's he has a few things that Matthew uh doesn't mention. Okay.
0: Well, let's uh get into it. Would you like to pray to get us started?
1: Yep. Dear Father in heaven, thank you Lord that uh you love us. And Lord, I pray that today, in this episode, we can just really ponder and reflect on how much you do truly love us. And Lord, how love is also connected to your law. Bless us now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So let's open our Bibles to Matthew 22. And we're going to be looking at verses 34 to 40. And we're going to just go verse by verse and just reflect on what uh, what is being said here. Can you please read Matthew 22 and verse 34? And I'm
0: reading from the New King James Version. It says, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together.
1: Here it talks about these Pharisees. Uh, they've gathered together. They came back because earlier we know they questioned Jesus with a political question mm. and then... The Sadducees came along and questioned Jesus with a doctrinal or theological question uh, about the resurrection. And now the Pharisees are back. Mm. And they think, we can really entrap Jesus Christ. And it's interesting. Someone said that the political question first asked by the Pharisees, uh, this was a cynical question motivated by hatred. And the same person said, "Well, the second question, the theological question, by the Sadducees, this was a foolish question, motivated by unbelief." But we're going to see that there's going to be a ethical question here later on being asked, and we can also say, "Yes, it was also a doctrinal question, and it was on the law, and it was it's going to be a test question." Uh, let's continue Matthew 22 verse 35. Then one of them, a
0: lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, and saying. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? It just seems like every time they have these interactions, they're asking a question to test Jesus or try to
1: trap him or trick him. Right, and it says here in verse thirty-five, then one of them. In the previous yes. verse, it's talking about the Pharisees. Yes. So this lawyer is one of them. Yeah. He's a he's a Pharisee,
0: and. Uh, so, would he have been a lawyer of Jewish law
1: or or the Roman lawyer? Excellent question. Excellent question. The, the Greek word here for lawyer is nomikos, which is not a lawyer like we understand in the familiar sense of today where someone is uh, in court and pleading your case or arguing for you. No, he was an interpreter of the law, um, the Mosaic law. Yeah. And he was an expert not just in... Uh, the civil laws of Judaism, but also in the uh, religious laws of Judaism. Okay, um, he must have been some sharp guy, mm. a champion uh, in his profession, uh, an expert um, in rabbinic law. Now, think about it: to to know civil law, <laughs> that's a lot. But to know civil and religious law, wow! It, it shows you the level of education and also dedication. When you read Mark's account and Luke's account, it doesn't mention lawyer but it mentions scribe. And a scribe is someone who's also an interpreter of the law, a teacher of the law. Okay. So let's continue reading. Oh, you already read verse 36. I think verse I did, uh,
0: 36, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law.
1: Right. Now, when he's mentioning law here, what automatically comes to your mind, Jason? For me, it's the uh, Ten Commandments,
0: I guess. That's what comes to my
1: mind. I I think most people would think what you just said, um, but you need to understand the Jewish Mm. mind-setting. And the Jewish mind-setting that the law is not just what you said, the Ten Commandments. Sometimes that is referred to as the moral law, moral, what is right and wrong. But it has to do with more than that. It's to do with the the law, the books of Moses, known as the law. And, and that encompasses the moral law, the civil laws, the ceremonial laws dealing with the sanctuary, the dietary laws, there's things that it talks about clean and unclean food, and also the hygiene laws. And it's interesting that the book Desire of Ages mentions that when this lawyer was asking this question, he was actually quite honest and sincere in his question. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's asking this question, which is the greatest commandment uh... in the law and keep in mind i did mention the first five books of moses mm-hmm. uh, there was a there were jews who counted all the laws this is including the moral civil ceremonial laws dietary laws and hygienic laws and they came up with six hundred and thirteen laws uh, and they divided this into two categories um, you have the positive laws, which are thou shalt do, and do this, and do that, which is 248 of them. And then there are 365 laws, which are negative, don't do this, or don't do that, thou shalt not do. Now, I want you to pick a number, Jason, between 1 and 613. Uh 54. Okay, 54. So, the the lawyer asked Jesus, oh, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And if Jesus said, ah, uh, number 54 is the most important, what do you think the Pharisees would say? What about all the rest? <laughs> exactly. You are disregarding all the rest. huh. We've got you. We've caught you. And uh, I think we need to take a break here.
0: Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's time for a break. And uh, this song is called The Perfect Wisdom of Our God. Um, I chose this song because, you know, the, the Pharisees were regularly coming and, uh, asking Jesus these difficult questions. And, uh, I think, uh, when we go to God, he has wisdom for us. So let's have a listen to this song by Keith and Christy, uh, Keith and Kristen Getty.
2: Feet, his spirit teaching and guiding me. perfect will in your perfect way
0: And Getty, the perfect wisdom of our God. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. Raiko, we've been talking about Matthew 22 and the question that was asked of Jesus, which is the greatest commandment. We're going to delve into that a bit more now.
1: Yes. Uh, let's continue. So Jesus is going to respond to this lawyer and can you please read Matthew 22 and verse 37 and 38.
0: I can. So Jesus said to him you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment.
1: Now, if it mentions this is the first and great commandment, uh, this implies that there must be a second and maybe a third. And we're going to see there's actually two parts. Uh, and uh, Jesus is really quoting here from the book of Deuteronomy, uh, chapter 6 and verse 5. Mark adds something Matthew doesn't. And uh it, it says this in Mark chapter 12, verses 28 and 29. Then one of the scribes, this lawyer, came and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Interesting. He is asking him, Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is... And then he says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then Mark um, records how Jesus said... How Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your mind, soul, Uh, and uh, it says here, just reading Matthew's account, it says, with all your soul and your mind and your heart, but also, Mark adds, and your strength. And your strength, and uh, let's open our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter six. See what Jesus was saying is nothing new under the sun, and we're going to be looking at Deuteronomy chapter six and verses three to nine. And before we just read Deuteronomy uh, chapter six, the previous chapter is Deuteronomy chapter five, and we're going to be we're going to be touching on the ten commandments. And there are only two chapters in the whole Bible where you find the ten commandments in full. Uh, The first one is Exodus chapter 20, and then the second one is actually Deuteronomy chapter 5. And Deuteronomy actually means repetition or second reading. And so, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 3. Can you please read that for us, Jason?
0: Yeah. Uh, Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey.
1: When it says here, be careful to observe it, it's actually talking contextually about God's law, the Ten Commandments. And then in verse 4, can you read that? It says what?
0: Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your strength.
1: See, what Jesus was saying was nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus continually referred to the Old Testament scriptures. Verse 6.
0: And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart.
1: Now what does it mean in your heart?
0: It means, I guess, part of your fundamental makeup. It's, it's not something that you just go through the motions of. It's something that you really believe and feel and yeah, it's part of who you are.
1: I like it. You, you know, it's not just the mental part. It's something you feel, the emotional part. It's not just the intellectual part. It, you know, you know to, to it says these words. It's talking about that you will love the Lord your God with mm-hmm. all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. These words are to be in your heart. And, and that's a good question to ask. Do I really love the Lord with all of my heart, uh, strength, mind, soul? And... What does verse 7 say? Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. You shall teach them diligently to
0: your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up.
1: That's a big responsibility for parents, isn't it? Mm. They are to teach their children to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, wherever you are, when you sit down, when you walk with them, because sometimes you can teach doctrine, and doctrine is important. We need doctrine. It's important. I believe that. But you can teach doctrine without God's love. Mm. And, and so... Unfortunately, you do find parents. They're just on all the shoulds, must, have to, and and I do believe that there are shoulds and must and have to. Let your yes be yes and your no no. But what's the the the? If you're teaching this without God's love, then what's the point? Uh, It's not just knowing truth, but it's it's loving the truth. It's not just knowing God, but do you love God? Mm. And then in verse eight, what does it say next?
0: You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes.
1: Last week, we mentioned the word phylacteries. Mm, that where... was a big word that I
0: had no idea what it
1: meant. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the Jews would actually put a leather strap around their hand, and they would have this little box um, on their forehead, and in that box, uh, this little pouch, they would put Bible verses in. And even Jesus mentioned phylacteries in Matthew 23, and I believe it's verse 5. So, they would take this literal, but the Bible says, as a sign in your hand and the hand represents the actions and the frontlets between your eyes means the mind so you're to love the lord your god in your actions you're to love the lord your god uh, in your mind and uh, then in jerome 6 verse 9 it says you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so even before you enter into your house it's all about You know, with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, you truly love the Lord. You know, let let me put all of this together. Someone said this, so I've just... um I've just uh, learned it from someone else. It says, all your heart, this has to do uh, with the inner man, the center of conscience, the feeling, the emotion, the will. And the word for heart in Greek is cardia, which means the thoughts or feelings. And so the heart has to do with the decisions of life. All your soul, this is the outer man, the living being, the center of passion, its desire. And so the soul refers to the desires of life. All your mind, this has to do with knowledge and thinking. And thoughts. And so the mind refers you know, t- to the thinking or the deliberations of life. All your strength, well, this refers to the deeds or actions of life. So each one of these, heart, it, beginning with D, decisions of life. All your soul, D, desires of life. Uh, all your mind, D, deliberations of life. And strength, D, deeds or action of life. And I think that's pretty cool. Mm. A- and Let me ask you, Jason, have you ever done something half heartedly?
0: Uh, Many times, yes. (laughs) Probably, uh, you know, uh, housework.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure your wife has mentioned something to you and she's like, you're only doing that, you're not doing that full-heartedly, or you're only, you're only doing half a job, right? Mm. And sometimes I'm a bit nasty and I say, well, you've only done half a job. Half a job is, a no, is not a job done at all, okay? Mm. Um, but is it possible to serve God with less than all of our hearts?
0: Is it possible to serve? Is this a trick question, Riker? That's what I'm wondering. Um, I mean, we're asked to serve him with all our heart, but is it possible to serve him with half our heart? I, I, I'm, not, I'm going to abstain. To, I'm not going to answer that one.
3: Uh,
1: someone said yes. Um, you know, God is yearning for us to love him. He wants to have this really intimate relationship, friendship with us. And and loving God is a very deep and a personal thing. And uh, have you consistently, you know, this is a question that I I have to ask myself, have I consistently loved God with all of my heart? Just like in a romantic relationship, uh, we sometimes stumble and falter at loving really well. Well, And uh, that's kind of with God too sometimes. And uh, some people love their things so much that they make no room for God at all. And if you enjoy things more than you enjoy the Lord, if you enjoy things more than you enjoy your brothers and sisters, then this is uh, indicative that there might be a problem. You know, Mm -hmm. what you love determines uh, what you are. And love is really the stamp, the mark, the hallmark of genuine conversion. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, it says this, Now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. So, it's the Holy Spirit. He has poured that love into us, but it's our choice whether we want to accept that or not. Mm. Do we have time to go to the second... A great commandment. I think
0: we'll come back to that after the break, the second great commandment, and uh, I'm looking forward to having that discussion. Just before we go to a break, the book uh, offer today is The Desire of Ages. It is a book that we've been giving away uh, in quite a few of our episodes. 488 is our number that you can contact us on, and we'll give you the code later in the uh, program. Um has mentioned this book a few times and occasionally he, he reads uh, a passage from it. So uh, we're going to go to a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the second great commandment. This is Casting Crowns, Loving My Jesus.
3: I was a wandering soul, traveling away Sinner so far from home No second chance Inside, I heard you call my name I felt you lift my shame And I made a vow that day That I'd spend the rest of my life Loving my Jesus Showing my scars, but telling my story of how mercy can reach you where you are. Then I pray the whole world hears the cry of my heart is to see all the ones. Tries to make you hide, whispers that same old lie. Keep all your pain inside, cause no one will understand. The last thing this lost world is is someone I'm trying to be. The truth that is in me. See been sung, I stand face to face with the one who gave all
0: to Tazian Encounters on Faith FM and that was Loving My Jesus by Casting Crowns. And mm. before we get back into our discussion, Raiko, I've got a question for our listeners. We've been talking about uh, which is the greatest commandment and uh, Jesus mentioned one and we're about to talk about another. But uh, a question for our listeners. Are the Ten Commandments still relevant today? do do we still need to take uh, notice of them do, do we still need to uh, keep the commandments so text us in your answer to that are the Ten Commandments still relevant to us today now Ryko this second great commandment yes
1: yeah, so we know the first one is really love God and can you read we're going back to Matthew 22 and Matthew chapter 22 Well, where am I I'm a bit lost here we're here we
0: at go. verse 39 I think
1: Yep, 39. Can you please read that for
0: us? It says, and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself.
1: It's interesting, there are ten commandments. And uh, the first four have to do with man's relationship with God. And the last six commandments have to do, this is the ten commandments, the last six commandments have to do with man's relationship with man. And remember, this lawyer asked, teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And we mentioned how there are 613 laws, and they can be boiled down to 10 laws, which then can, those 10 laws can be summarized as love God and love your neighbor. But what does it really mean to love God in in, in the context of that moral law, those 10 commandments? Well, you just have to go through the Ten Commandments. To love God means to have no other gods, have no idols, not take God's name in vain, uh, keep the Sabbath holy. And then, what does it mean to love your neighbor? Well, to hon- it means to honor your father and your mother. This is really the Sixth Commandment. Uh, not to murder, uh, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, and do not covet uh. In other words, don't be envious. And I want to make it really clear. I'm, I'm really tempted to answer that question about is it still important, relevant, and valid to keep the Ten Commandments? But I'll do that in the next section. Yeah. And, and remind me of that. But I do want to stress that we keep God's law because the Bible says in John 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments, right? Um, there is a sequence here we see. We see, first of all, love God, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And to love God, this is that vertical relationship with God. And to love mankind, it's that horizontal relationship. Love your neighbor. You know, what does this mean? This this is a good question, isn't it? It is. Who who
0: is my neighbor? (laughs)
1: who, Who is my neighbor? And I want us to open up our Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 10, please. And Luke, chapter 10... And let's go to verse 25, Luke 10. And can you please read that for us? Luke chapter 10 and verses, uh, read the whole thing. Verses 25 to 28 and then later on I'll get you to read verse 29.
0: Okay. So it says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live.
1: Okay. Do you see some similarities between what we're reading today and yeah. studying today?
0: <laughs> Very much the, the same. and same, The same uh, main commandments that Jesus mentioned to you is love God and love your neighbor.
1: Isn't that interesting? Um, we're talking about Jesus' final week of ministry. So, just a little bit of historical context here. Um, Matthew 22, final week of Jesus' ministry, before he's going to be crucified on the cross. When is this taking place? I don't know exactly, but I know it's taking place about uh, somewhere six months before Jesus Christ is going to be crucified on the cross. Mm. Okay. Um, in Matthew 22, there's a lawyer. Here, there's a lawyer. We don't know if it's the same lawyer. I, I don't get the impression that it is the same lawyer. But we see that in Matthew 22, Jesus is tested by a lawyer. In Luke 10, Jesus is tested by a lawyer. Mm. And in Luke 10, this lawyer is asking, what do I do to mm. have eternal life? Notice, do is works-based. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jesus asks him a question, what's written in the law? And he's really talking about the books of Moses here, okay? Mm. And he answered it so well, didn't he? Mm. To love mm. the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I mean, this is what Jesus said in Matthew 22. It's exactly the same answer. Mm. And Jesus said, well, you do these things, you'll live on. Mm. you you have life. Um, but then what does verse 29 say?
0: It says, but he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor?
1: hmm Who is my neighbor? Do you know what Jesus does next if you continue reading? I'll just have to open that up, sorry. We, we won't continue reading. <laughs> I'll just summarize it. But there's a parable. And interesting in the book Desire of Ages, uh, oh, it's the it, parable it mentioned, of the Good Samaritan, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and what happens? Do you remember?
0: uh it was the uh the one who's least expected to help the uh the man who'd been beaten and robbed uh the the samaritan who is effectively the uh the enemy uh, mm. came and helped him and yeah, so, because yeah, the, that's, a, that's a really good illustration of it, That isn't it? That, who is my neighbor?
1: Because you had a Levite. He didn't mm. really care about the man that was beaten up. You had mm. a priest. He didn't care. Mm. And now you have this Samaritan. And the Jews and the Samaritans, it's like they were enemies. They yeah. weren't good. Mm. The Jews looked down upon the Samaritans. So the question is, who is my neighbor? Yeah. The answer is really your neighbor is anyone that needs help. Mm. That's who your neighbor is. I want to read something from Desire of Ages, uh, page 606. It says this. The Pharisees had exalted the first four commandments, which point out the duty of man to his maker, which is God, as of far greater consequence than the other six, which define man's duty to his fellow man as the result they greatly failed of practical godliness." Can you just grasp this? The Pharisees in the time of Christ they placed more emphasis on the first four commandments than on the last six. Mm. And, and the other thing I forgot to mention: for a Jew, um, for a Jew, they only saw their fellow neighbor as another Jew. They didn't see this as Gentiles mm. or, or those who were pagans, right, outside of their culture. So a neighbor is anyone who needs your help. Mm. And see, let me give an application. Sometimes maybe we can be like Pharisees, like, Oh, Raikou, what do you mean? We can maybe be stressing the first four commandments so much. We could be talking about, Oh, don't take the na- God's um, name in vain. And it's true. We are not to do that. Oh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It's the Saturday. And it's true. But what about the last six? Mm. Do we love God? You know, uh, do, uh, do we, sorry, do we love mankind? You know the Bible says in first John chapter four, and I'm getting ahead of myself that a person who says "I love God but hates his brother is a liar mm. you know? and, and so there are many many Bible verses uh in the New Testament where it talks about loving your neighbor." Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 35 and 35, a new commandment I give to you. And he's talking to the disciples. He's not talking to Gentiles. He's talking to his disciples. These are people who are God believers. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Mm. John 15 verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. John 15 verse 17. These things I command you that you love one another. Romans chapter 12 verse 10. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor of giving Preference to one another. Romans 13 verse 8. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who l- loves another has fulfilled the law. And it talks about later on in Romans 13 how love is the fulfillment of the law. Uh, if you read 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 12 and 13, it, it, poked it, and the context there is about the second coming of Christ and to love one another. And the Bible even says love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Bless them that curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. In, in 1 Peter 1 verse 22, it talks about um, love one another fervently with a pure heart. And I think you know these are just a few of the Bible verses that we see where it's talking about loving one another. Mm.
0: So important and
1: uh, perhaps sometimes challenging to do. Uh, It's not always easy, you know. Uh, uh, You you know, I I was listening to someone actually give a presentation just on Monday as I was traveling. Um, Just listening to to uh, yeah, presentation about righteousness by faith and all of these things. And this person asked a good question: What is easier to do? Is it the a list of do's and don'ts, or to love God and your neighbor? Mm. You know, (laughs) which one is easier? which one is harder? <laughs> that that's a good question. And it can be you can sometimes live by the do's and don'ts, but it can be so much harder to love God and love your neighbor because you know, people have hurt you. And you think about Christ. Not only did he die for those who um followed him, but he died for his enemies. Yeah, you know, that's true yeah, love. He did. We've
0: got one more verse left in this passage, uh we'll come back and discuss after the break. Um, Remember our book, The Desire of Ages. It's a proven source of inspiration and enlightenment to millions of readers all over the world and with good reason for it deals with the universal yearning, the desire for living life to its fullest with the knowledge that we are here for a reason and that we are loved. So that's our book. Desire of Ages. We'll uh, give you the code immediately after the break. If you haven't got the number, here it is: zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And remember our question that we asked earlier: Are the Ten Commandments still relevant to us mm. today? So feel free to text us in uh, your answer to that question. Uh, we're going to take a break now. Love one another by Carly Fletcher. Mm.
2: everyone will know that you belong to me. And this everyone will know that you are my children if you Everyone will know that you belong to me This everyone will know that you are my children
0: Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and uh, that was Love One Another by Carly Fletcher. Now, I promised the code immediately after the break. This is to the book, The Desire of Ages, our uh, free offer today. The code is 3MJ and the number one. So you can text that in, 3MJ number one, just on its own, no spaces, nothing else in the text. You text that through to 488 and we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. Now, Rico, we've got one last verse here uh, to finish our study and then a few things that you've got to say. Um, just recapping, I guess, uh, Jesus said, uh, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And the last verse was, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets.
1: Mm. What does it mean, the law and the prophets?
0: I don't know exactly. You're going to have to tell me. And our listeners. This uh,
1: this is a Hebrew way of saying the Old Testament scriptures. Um, You have the law, the books of Moses, you have the prophets, um, Jeremiah, Isaiah, you also have the Psalms too. And it says, on these two laws hang all the law and the prophets. And just think of it this way you've got two hands, and your right hand represents. Uh, loving God and your left hand represents loving your neighbor and hanging with two hands from a bar is easier than hanging off with one hand and um, if you just hang with one hand well you can fall but hanging with both hands makes you more stable I want us to go to mark 's account mark chapter twelve yeah. and we 're not going to read everything there um, it 's from verse twenty eight to thirty four uh, verse twenty eight to verse thirty one we 've kind of already read this in matthew 's account, but then Mark adds something that uh, that matthew doesn 't um, and can you read mark chapter twelve
0: verse thirty two it says so the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher." You have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but He. Verse 33 And to love Him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbour as oneself, is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices.
1: That's really interesting. He's saying that loving God, loving your neighbour, is more important than burnt offerings and sacrifices. Mm. And and when you think about the Jews, they were very big into this. You can have a form of religion, but yet not have the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Um, That are found in Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23. And the first one is love. So you could be praying. You could be giving your tithe. You could be going to church. You could be singing beautifully. You could be saying amen. But if you have love, you are really nothing. Mm. And... um, There's a text in 1 Samuel 15 verse 22 where it says, So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed uh, than the fat of rams. And just keep this in mind. Obedience is not legalism. Um, Some people might view that obedience is actually an allegiance of love. Mm. And what was that question you you, you were asking our audience?
0: Yeah, so that question was, are the Ten Commandments still relevant to us? And we did have uh, someone text in, Christina. Mm. She said, yes, I believe the Ten Commandments are still Mm. very relevant today. They elaborate on love God and love one another. So true.
1: Yeah, I think she, Christina, she, she put that beautifully. Yeah. A, a, and, and praise the Lord for that. And see, there's people out there who believe we don't need to keep the Ten Commandments. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, when we study the New Testament, uh, we see that God's law, the moral law, the Ten Commandments are still valid. And just, uh, a very quick thing the law of God will not save us. Uh, the law is like a mirror, according to Romans chapter 7, verse 7. It points us, our sin out. But it points us that the law cannot uh, cleanse us, but we need to be cleansed by a Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. And because I love Jesus Christ, and I am saved by grace, I want to put my faith into action and keep His law. And uh, as it was mentioned before in John 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Um, And in 1 John 5, 3, for this is the will of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome so just because also you look at romans chapter 6 and i know we're running out of time but just because we're under grace um it doesn't give me a license to also uh, break god's law either so th- there's more that could be said in in life in, in regard to that but mark 12 verse 34 notice what jesus said to this scribe to this lawyer can you read that for us please
0: Yeah, it says, Now when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that, no one dared question him.
1: He is not far from the kingdom of God.
0: (laughs) He's not quite there, but he's not far. Is that what it means? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah. close, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and uh, this is why Desarve Ages, I mentioned earlier before, that he was very sincere. He was honest in his question. Teacher, mm-hmm. what is the great commandment? Desarve Ages on page 608 says this, The scribe, or this lawyer, was near to the kingdom of God. In that he recognized deeds of righteousness as more acceptable to God than burnt offerings and sacrifices. Mm. But he needed to recognize the divine character of Christ. Mm. And through faith in him received power to do the works of righteousness. The ritual service was of no value unless connected with Christ by living faith. Even the moral law fails of its purpose unless it is understood in relation to the Savior. Um, I see that we only have a few minutes left, and I need to summarize. We've, we've talked about love God, love your neighbor. And the person that's listening to this episode, if you ha- can't remember not one thing, just remember one thing. This is the one thing that uh, I hopefully you can take away, and that is loving God is to love upward. Love your neighbor is to love outward. And remember this one thing, please. Love upward, inward, outward. Love upward, inward, outward.
0: What does the love inward there mean? You explain the upward and outward. What's the inward?
1: Well, it's also it can be taken two ways. Um, You know, loving yourself, but also having love within you. Um, Ah. You know, having that you know that love in you for God and for fellow man. It's in your heart, with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, it's it's known as the love chapter. And verse 13 says, And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Mm. And, um, you know, we talked uh, quite a bit about loving God, loving your neighbor. And there's so much more that could be said. And I want to encourage, and, I, and, I, and I'm speaking to myself, and that is that we invest our time that we invest in our relationship with God but also not just with God but invest our relationship with others as well and I hope that we are willing to invest our relationship with God and invest our relationship with others and um, I don't know is the kingdom of God near or is it far from you And, you know, that Bible verse, Mark 12 and verse 34, the kingdom of God, it's near you, that that had a profound impact on a man by the name of John Wesley. Uh, after a failed mission attempt among the American natives uh, in the United States, in in the state of Georgia, uh, in Georgia. And so when he was traveling back on the boat, he met some Moravian Christians, and that had a profound impact on him. And he, he read the words of Mark 12, verse 34, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And so he did such a great work for God. So I don't know where you are, Uh, the listener, you know, are you far, are you near, do you love God maybe you say you love God but you're having challenges with other people and we all do, Um, and so I want to just again encourage you, love God, upward, inward, outward It's been a great
0: uh, study, uh, Ryko, it's challenged me um, particularly the, the part where you've talked about how it's, it's just as, if not more important uh, to, uh, well, Jesus said that the first one, the greatest is to love God, but equally important is to love others. And we really need to do that and uh, not just focus on the first. Um, tomorrow, sorry, next week's program. What have you got for us next
1: week, Rocco? Um, it's a bit of a challenging one. Um, it's called Jesus's Identity, the God-Man. Awesome. Well, we look forward to that. hope you can join
0: us uh, next week if you're listening today. And uh, tomorrow we've got Searching for Certainty with Peter Watts. Can we know the future? That's uh, a really good question. And uh, if you've uh, not texted in the code already, 3MJ1 for today's offer, The Desire of Ages. We're going to go out now with a beautiful song, Spread a Little Love Around. Thank you. God bless you, Jason. We'll talk to you next week, Rocco.
4: Sometimes this crazy world can make us all feel bad. I sit and watch the news and just get sad. We need to stop and smell the roses in the ground. Get out today Spread a little love around Talk to a neighbor Volunteer a favor Help out a stranger When his car's broke down Give your wife a kissing change the whole world if we start in our hometown. Get out today, spread a little love around. Tell your mom your lover, bear hug your brother. Treat your sister to a night out on the town. Throw the ball for Rover. Wrestle in Yes.